He gives us the, the strength. He gives us the favor and the grace to work a job. Really, in a sense, we owe God. In a sense, we owe God. God owns everything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns it all. But he gives us an opportunity to, go, to, to give back to him what he has given us. And when we do that, he can open up the windows of heaven. He can pour out those blessings. And some of us are blessed. Don't get me wrong. You, we, we got givers. We got tithers in here. But, but, but God wants to bless you even more than where you're at if you're not in that area. He wants to bless you. So it says here in Malachi 3.10, it says, bring some of the tithes. That's right. Into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. See, see, this is where I want to get at. I want to get to the point where God is blessing me so much I don't have room enough to receive it. In other words, there's so much blessing coming into my life. I got to give some more of it away. I want, to, I want to have that overflowing blessing. Is anybody, does anybody want to be in that crowd? I want to be in the overflow crowd. I want to be in the, the blessing crowd. Well, well, God will do that as, you, as you're faithful to giving to him. He said he will open for you the windows of heaven, pour you out such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive, and I will rebuke, I love this, rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall your vine fare bear fruit in the field, says the Lord of hosts, and all the nations will call you blessed, for you'll be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. And so this is a real key right here, because if you really believe that God wants to prosper you, then you need to get into his prosperity plan. And how you do that? Through, through, through tithes and offerings. And you know, I proved this out. God has blessed me. He has opened doors of grace for me. God is still doing awesome things for me. But I've seen my father. And my dad was a tither for so many years. But my, my, my dad was all, ne nothing. He never lacked anything. Not only was he a tither. I found this out about my dad. He was a giver. I found out that he would give to people that were in need. When people asked him, he was just a giver. My, my mom was telling me about my dad. And, and I'm telling you, and, and he lacked nothing. He seemed like he never worried about finances. And, you know, I, you know, I, I saw my dad and I said, you know, if it works for my dad, it has to work for Pastor Dave. And it will work. I guarantee you, if you work it, glory to God. I, li I like this. So, so God wants to prosper you. Hebrews 11, 5 and 6. Let's look at another character here. It's Enoch. And it says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For, because he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he comes to God, must believe that he is and that he is a warder of those who diligently Seek him. So we have this character named Enoch. And this is really interesting that he walked with God. But see, see what made Enoch so different than everybody else? And he got raptured. God had to have him in heaven because he was consistent in his walk with God. In other words, he just didn't worship God just one day a week. He worshiped God like every day. You know, I, I think about this. I think about how, how, how God blesses the patriarchs. And, you know, you think about Daniel. 
And you think about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. You think in the book of Daniel, it talks about that they came in, you know, they, uh, the Israel was under siege uh, by the Babylonians, and they, were, and they were taking in the best people uh, of the countries that they were attacking. And so, so Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they were, they, were, they were brought in, they were the brightest, you know, people to, to, to serve in, in the Pharaoh's court, in the king's court. And, and so they were they were there to be raised up as king's counselors. Amen. And so and so they made a decision not to drink the king's wine or eat his food, but to keep with the Jewish dietary laws. They made that decision. They stayed faithful. They stayed faithful to their roots. They stayed faithful to the way they ate. They stayed faithful. And, and, and Daniel was the negotiator, and he was able to talk to the, the head guy, and they allowed him to do this. They tested him for 10 days. They looked better off than all the others that were drinking the wine and eating the, the king's meat. And they were healthier after 10 days. And the Bible said that they had more wisdom, more insight, more knowledge than all the other uh, people that were being trained from all these other nations that they were conquering. And I'm going to say this, when you become faithful to God and you start serving God, you start walking in his ways and, his, and, his and the way that he wants us to walk, I'm telling you, he's going to raise you up. You know, I think about Daniel, and, and there was a time where Daniel, uh, where a decree was, was put forth that, that for 30 days you couldn't pray to any other God but to the king's God. And so, and so Daniel, you know, you know the story. The Bible says that he prayed three times a day. Think about that. He worshiped God three times a day, and that was his custom. In other words, he was faithful to getting on his knees. What if we did that? What if we got on our knees every day? What if we started worshiping God every day? What if we, we started doing this and staying consistent and seeking God? What would God do in our lives? I believe that God will do amazing things in our lives. And Daniel, even though that decree went forth that he wasn't supposed to pray to any other God, he opened his windows, he got on his knees, he started praying in front of God and everybody. He didn't change his routine. He didn't allow the, 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 the king's decrees. And guess what happened? You know what happened? Sometimes you're going to get some persecution. Sometimes you may, you know, you may get some persecution. But, but you know what? You keep moving in God. God will vindicate you. And we know that he was thrown into the, the den of the lions. And you know what happened? Those lions did not. They ended up becoming his pillows that night. And you know what? Those lions were hungry lions. And because we know this, the story says that, that the next day the king asked if, if, Dan, if Daniel was fine. He said, I'm fine. Live king. Live, live long life. He got him out. And the people that, that started this whole thing about, about praying to one God, those people got thrown in. And guess what happened? The lions tore him up. And Daniel got promoted. What, are you, what am I saying to you today? I say, I'm saying that we need to start getting faithful. Some of us are faithful to our TV shows. How many people are I'm telling you, I like American Got Talent. Anybody American Got Talent people out here? Man, I'm faithful to that show. 
Are you listening? I, I, I like, um, what's the other one? I like America Ninja Warrior. America Ninja Warrior. I love the way the guy says it. I'm not saying it's good, but I love it. You know, anybody ever watch that show? You may see Bastard Dave on that show sometime. I, I could conquer Mount Doriyama, whatever that mountain is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, I'm seeing myself swinging through there. I could do what they do. Maybe not. But anyway, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Just, just give me the, the older guy's version of well, the monkey bars. I can do monkey bars. Amen? So, what am I saying to you? I, some of us are faithful to our... I, I remember one time I used to be so faithful to my TV shows. If they didn't get recorded, I would get mad. Anybody like that out here? You, any, TV, any TV buffs out here? No, you guys are so spiritual. You guys are just sitting there like, no, Pastor, you are so carnal. <laughs> we don't watch TV. We read the Bible 24-7. We're doing the word, man. You are carnal. Listen, but we need to be faithful to God. We need, we need to get God inside-minded glory to God. And so we see that, that, uh, that Enoch walked with God. And I believe Enoch was a lot like Daniel, that, that he spent time with God. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to start getting up and spending time with God. Get a, a devotional. Spend some time in God's word every day. But carve out some time for God. And start becoming faithful. See, I'm faithful to my devotion. I, I, every day, I, I, when I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I do. I get on my phone, I read my devotional. Anybody like that out there? And why? Because I got to have God in my life. I, I, I got, I, and, and sometimes I'm reading the devotional and God will give me something out of that devotional. And I, I read one devotional, it was like on a Sunday morning one time. I didn't have too much to preach. And that devotional helped me preach my message. Good thing about that, amen? I mean, it would have been a short message. But, but when you get, and the word of God will speak to us. That's why we want to say, because God, because God wants to speak to us in our problem, in the areas of our life where we need to hear something from God. We need to spend time with God. And when, and when we do that, I'm telling you, God will bring us up to the next level. Amen. So we need to be faithful to our relationship with God. You know, in Matthew 25, 1 through 13, Jesus is talking about the 10 virgins. And I, do you, how many people want to be rapture ready in the, in the audience today? I don't know about you, but I, I believe Jesus is coming back. But I don't know if he's coming back for everybody. Ooh, oh, man, the pastor. Oh, you're just being in faith. What about the people believing that, that we're going through the tribulation? Are they going to be picked up? I don't know. You know? But I, I, I'm not going to go through the tribulation. I'm going I'm to I'm be picked up, glory to God. On the second load, the, the dead in Christ will be raised first. But I will be there, glory to God. But the, the Matthew 25, he talks about the kingdom of heaven shall be likened like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps, took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. 
But the wise answer said, no, lest there should be not enough for us, but you go rather to those, uh, to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in to the wedding at the door was shut. After the other virgins came all saying, Lord, Lord, open us, open to us. But he answered and said, surely I say to you, I do not know you. Wow. Watch therefore for you not neither the day nor hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So, so we see this picture that Jesus is talking about. He's talking about ten uh, virgins. And, 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 and the ten virgins, I believe, represents church people. Five of them had their oil fill. How do you get your oil fill? Come to church. Uh, there are so many Christians out here, believers in Christ. They say they believe God, but they're, they're not coming to church. They're not, you know, they, you know I, I'm inviting some of them. They say, oh yeah, I got a relationship with God. But they're not in any church. They're not, they're not being fruitful. They're not doing anything. They're just living their life for themselves. I don't know if that's the type of person that Jesus is coming back for. In other words, Jesus is coming back for somebody that's ready. How, how many, man, can I get down here? How many red hot people do we have for the body of Christ? How many people are fired up for God? You've got to get fired up for God. And I'm telling you, sometimes our faith gets kind of wane at times. Sometimes our faith gets kind of, oh, you know, you, you know the, the, listen, the enemy of our faith, the enemy of our faith is getting relaxed in the things of God. That's the enemy of our faith. Just being relaxed. Just laying back. Not pressing in to the things of God. The, the, it, it's, just, it's just the status quo. Oh, just another Sunday service. Just another time I'm going to open my Bible. No, every time you come to church, it should be something spectacular. It should be, you should be coming expecting a life change. Because we're supposed to be going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I, we need to be burning for God. We need to be fired up for God. And we don't need to get lackadaisy in our walk with God. Oh yeah, I can, uh, I can uh, take God or, or not. You know, no, you got to have God every day. We need to keep our oil filled. Amen. And then the Bible talks about in the Hall of Faith, Noah. And it talks about how Noah uh, divinely warned, verse 7 of Hebrews 11, faith, uh, by faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he for which he, uh, God, condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. So we see this. Listen, when God gives you a task or when you are giving a task uh, to do something, are you faithful in following it through? Or are, are you listening to what I'm saying today? Are you faithful to the process of following the task to the very end? Or do we just kind of do part of it? I'm very good. You know, when I make a decree, I'm going to do something. You know, I may organize. I'm not the greatest organizer in the world. But I make a decree. I'm going to try to do something maybe in my garage or in my room or whatever. And I tend to do it halfway. I just get it just done. You know, it looks good, but it's not really thorough. You know, the closet needs to be cleaned out. And you just throw it all in the closet. Have you ever done one of those? Just throw it on the closet, make it look nice and neat, and like, ooh, yeah, 
15 minutes. Now let's go watch my TV show that I'm committed to. Do <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, we got we to follow things. When God gives us something to do, when he, gives us, when he shows us something that we need to do, we need to say, okay, yes, Lord, yes, and follow it through to the end. See, see, he gave Noah a task. He said, Noah, I want you to build the ark. And most people think it just took a couple years. It took over, a, it took 100 years for him to build that ark. And he had to stay faithful and committed to the process. Even though it may not have been going good at times. He may, he may have had some injuries. You know, it, may, it was slow. It was a process. But the ark got built. And I'm going to say this, see, some of us, we fall out of God, we quit God too early because we forget that there's a process of development that God has us in so that we can walk in the fullness of his blessings. So we start tithing and, when so, and our refrigerator breaks down or something doesn't work and we, we start off good and we say tithing don't work. So you stop tithing. Or you, you, you start giving to God and somebody, that you, you're witnessing and this person says they're coming to church and they don't show up and you've done it twice and they did it twice and that's it. I'll never witness again. No, no, stay faithful to the process until they tell you to get out of your face. You know, I witness to people, you know, I'll do everything and I'll keep witnessing. I keep going until they, until they change their number. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because you want to keep reaching out to people. You want to just keep loving people. And eventually they, they will come in or they will be judged. Hello. Do you know people will be judged when you walk in love and you're trying to witness Jesus to people over and over again? If they keep saying no to Jesus and no, you know, and some of them are Christians and barely make it into heaven and, and God's going to give a, show them a screen of their life and say, this is your life. This is how you lived your life. Just struggling, trying to barely make it, really just doing the status quo, being an average, ordinary, losing Christian, not moving in the things of God. That that's your life, but this is what your life could have been. It could have been blessed. It could have been prosperous. You could have been winning souls to the kingdom of God. You could be walking into blessing, but people are settling. And listen, I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to just settle for status quo. I'm not going to settle. Settle just being an average Christian. I was never meant to be average. And you were never meant just to be an average Christian, barely making it, just on the skin of your teeth in the kingdom of God. No, we're supposed to come in like conquerors. We're supposed to be mighty men and women of God. The second definition of faithfulness is staying true to someone or something, being trustworthy, being someone who can be counted on. Now, I love this definition because once we're engaged in the process, can we be counted on? Can we be counted on to show up even though we don't feel like it? Can we be counted on? I, I love my blender. I, I, I make a lot of uh, uh, fruit drinks and, and, and uh, power shakes. And How many people are power shake people out here? Nobody. Nobody. My God. My blender is almost my best friend. 
Any blender people out here? Man, I got the Vitamix. It's a $400 blender. I better be using it every day. It's an expensive blender. And I've had it for five years, and it still keeps on going. And it has like a two-horsepower two engine in that sucker. I mean, it'll grind up bones. That's how wonderful it is, the Vitamix. Should I be selling that today? But anyway, um, it's a Vitamix. And I use it almost like every day. And I'm putting in my blueberries and my almonds and my special whey powder and, and putting all that in. And I'm, whew, I'm loving it. <laughs> it's actually, you can make it taste pretty good. Anybody ever, any smoothie people out here? Okay, we got four. Okay. And, uh, and listen, listen. But you know what? Every time I go to my blender, it works. In other words, I don't have to think about it's going to work. It's faithful to, to making my drinks. It never shuts down on me. It's faithful. It's what it's, it does what it's supposed to do. That God created us, and he created us to work. Oh, pastor, that's a four-letter dirty word. No, he created us to work. He created us to be producers. He wants you to be productive in his kingdom. He doesn't want you just to be focused on yourself and having everybody else wait on you. No, he wants you to be focused and he wants you to be productive. He wants you serving. He wants you walking. So you why? So you can be a blessing to others and then he pours the blessings on you and you pour the blessings on others and it becomes a cycle of blessing that keeps moving around. It's like call it the cycle of life in the kingdom of God and when you're giving out and you're blessing and he's blessing you and you're blessing others and he keeps going on and keeps going on like the energizer bunny are you listening to what I'm saying to you today so, so we, need a, we, need, we need to stay faithful in, what, in the projects that God gives us let's look at what can hinder our faithfulness and I'm closing down, but let's look at what can hinder our faithfulness. James 1, 6 and 8. It says, but let him ask in faith without doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. For he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You see, what kills our faithfulness is, is, is doubt and unbelief. And you say, well, how does that work in? What happens is that we start faithful, but then things happen in our life that, that seems, it seems like that God is not with us. You know, we encounter an issue. We encounter a problem. We encounter uh, a, a challenge. And, and we have faith challenges. And it seems like while we're praying and believing God, things aren't working. And what happens is we start doubting the promises of God's word. And so when we start doubting God, we pull back on our faithfulness. We, or we're praying, but we're not seeing the answer to prayer, so we give up on praying. We're, we're reading the Bible, and we, we, we're, we're, we're trying to adhere to the Bible's word, but, 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 but things don't seem... And what, what happened? Doubt starts coming in. And we've got to be very careful. We don't allow doubt to rob us. We don't allow doubt to rob us of our faithfulness. We, we, we want to throw in the towel because things aren't moving as fast as we want them to move. 
Listen, if that was the case with American ingenuity, uh, America would not be where it's at today because a lot of these big corporations and people just kept going and going and going. The light bulb, I think, took over a thousand tries before Thomas Edison. Was it Edison that created light bulb? Or was it Alexandra Bell? No, I'm kidding. Edison took a thousand times before he actually created the light bulb. He stayed faithful to the process. And listen, the enemy's going to tell you and whisper in your ear, it's not working. Your faith isn't working. Nothing is working. You might as well forget it. Doubt come, creeps in. It says, don't go to church today. You don't worry about it because you're not seeing any blessings. Church is not helping any. And people fall out. They stop reading the word. They stop praying. They stop seeking God. And they just have this humdrum life that they were never meant to live. Three keys to faithfulness. First of all, God is faithful. God is faithful. He's faithful to his word. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, will he not do it? God is faithful to his word. And, when, and God is faithful. Listen, the Bible says that when we're dealing with temptations to quit, the Bible says that God is faithful to those that are being tempted to quit or to go back to Egypt. 1 Corinthians 2 uh, 10, I believe it's verse 13, says no temptation is, has overtaken you except such as common to man, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with every temptation, he's able to make a way of escape. Listen, it doesn't matter how big the problem is or how much the pressure is. God is able to make you escape every device, every problem, everything that the enemy's trying to do against you. God is able to help you get through it. No wonder, no matter what you're going through today, God is faithful and he will give you the strength to go through any problem, any situation that seems to be against you. Jesus is faithful. Jesus is faithful. I love this because in the garden in Gethsemane, Jesus was in the garden and he was praying, God, if there was another way, let this, pass, let this cup pass me up. And he prayed three times and God said, no, he had to go to the cross. And Jesus went to the cross, a cross that he despised. He didn't want to be persecuted. He didn't want to be beat. Jesus wasn't looking forward to it. He didn't want to be separated from the Father. Jesus went to the cross so that we could have the crown. And I'm going to say this to you today. No cross, no crown. No pain, no gain. There is pain at times serving God. And I'm going to say number three, God's word is trustworthy. Psalms 119 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. God's word is trustworthy. In 2 Peter 1.3, it says, God's divine power has given us everything that we need for life. And for godliness, the power was given to us through the knowledge of the one who called us by his own glory and integrity. And so God's word is more sharper than any two 
Edged sword. It, it, you can stand on God's word. It's, it, it's a foundation that will never sink. I'm telling you, God's word is trustworthy. If you're believing for your kids to be saved, God's word says you and your household shall be saved. They're coming in to the kingdom of God. If you're believing for prosperity and you haven't seen the overflow yet, but you're tithing and giving offerings, just wait because the blessing is on the way. If you're believing for healing in your body, keep standing on the word of God. And I'm telling you, you keep standing, you keep speaking the word, and healing will come into your bodies. Just keep saying, stay faithful to the process. Stay faithful to God. And you will see the blessings of God, not only in your life, but in the lives of all those around you. You believe that today? We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.